welcome to the Everyday Innovator Podcast for product managers and innovators. Your host is Chad McAllister, helping product managers become product masters. Listen and get ready to take your career to the next level for the doctor is in. Hi, this is Chad, your host, and this is where you make your move from product manager to product master. And you do that by listening to the valuable interviews we have each week and also with my Product Mastery Roadmap that teaches you how to beat the competition and become a product master. You'll find out more about that at the same place where the show notes for this episode are, and that's the everydayinnovator.com slash 144. What's coming up is my favorite interview I've done so far, at least until I have the opportunity to do an update next year. You'll hear why that is in their interview, but it stems from a personal connection I made with the product we discuss which is a reality TV and web video series. First, let me remind you that product managers need to think more strategically to really be successful, to become product masters. This is what executive teams want from their product managers. And this interview with my guest is a great case study for thinking strategically and reshaping an entire organization. What if you could create a new product that significantly increased the visibility of your brand, making it top of mind for your ideal customer, resulting in new sales and increased brand equity, while also at the same time creating a rich market research platform. Oh, and if that isn't enough already, to do real good in the process, transforming your organization's brand from traditional corporate America to one of the good guys, a company doing genuine good for people that further attracts your ideal customer. And that is exactly what Deluxe Corporation has done with the creation of the small business revolution, Main Street. It's a TV series spotlighting the importance of small business in American small towns. The show is co-hosted by Robert Herchevac, known for being the nice shark on Shark Tank, and Amanda Brinkman, the chief brand and communication officer at Deluxe. Amanda formulated the strategy for the small business revolution, and the show is a real winner. It's a perfect example of a product that creates value for all the stakeholders involved. I talked with Amanda to learn more about the creation of the show and its impact. Amanda is a veteran brand and creative visionary who is drawn to purpose-driven marketing and brand transformation. Her work is currently turning around Deluxe Corporation, a 100-year-old company. What she is accomplishing is phenomenal and contains many lessons to inspire product managers and innovators, and I'm delighted to bring the story to you. I know you'll enjoy this interview. Amanda, welcome to the Everyday Innovator Podcast. Thank you for having me. I've had some really incredible guests on this podcast dealing with product management and innovation. Very thankful for that. And I've been really careful to not say any of them are my favorites because I don't want to alienate anyone. (laughs) And we haven't even done the interview yet. And I'm just going to go on record for you and the everyday innovators listening that I'm sure this is going to be my favorite, favorite interview. (laughs) And It's a high bar going in, but I appreciate (laughs) it. Uh, You you can handle it, I know. And, And listeners, you'll find out more about why this is. And Amanda and I don't know each other, but I know her work well. I discovered you through this TV show, The Small Business Revolution, and then learned what you're doing at the Deluxe Corporation. Well, first, I'm just a fan of the show. We'll talk more about that. But I found the intersection really interesting, how this is helping Deluxe. And Deluxe, I think of as this check company, right? The company that used to write, make printed checks that most of us don't use too much anymore. And you know what's going on with this company? And they're doing The Small Business Revolution. And how is that driving the strategy? So I'm curious, with your role at Deluxe, what is that kind of, how has that strategy evolved there at Deluxe? 
Well, Deluxe's, uh, you know, legacy really is rooted in checks. You know, since 1915, we've been helping small businesses and financial institutions be successful. Our founder invented the personal checkbook. Mm. Um, but we've always been in tune with transforming alongside our customers and evolving alongside their needs. And one of the things we noticed working with small businesses all these years is that with the advent of the Internet, that really leveled the playing field. It meant you could show up big online, but that doesn't necessarily mean that a small business owner knows how to do all the marketing tools that are necessary to be successful in today's landscape. And so we started to evolve to start offering that side of it as well. So we continue to help them operate their business. We still help them with checks and forms and the majority of small businesses still use checks. It's a, it's a wonderful way to kind of uh, keep uh, your finances in order. They love the remittance data and things like that, but they need help on the marketing side. So now we've evolved our offering so that we can help them design their logo, build their website, stay in touch with customers through email marketing, business cards, you know, um, promo and apparel mm-hmm. packaging. Um, and uh, But people don't know us for that. They still kind of think of Deluxe as that check printer. And so the small business revolution was really our answer to how could we change those perceptions? But on our way to change those perceptions, could we do good for that very community we love serving? And that's the small business community that makes this country great. Absolutely. And, and there's so many connections here for product managers and innovators. You know, product managers were all about how do we create value for customers? And along the process, we're often the ones leading change inside companies because we're paying attention to how the customers are changing and creating new products for them, which is exactly the story that you just you know, shared there at Deluxe and how you have just observed the changing needs of your customers, small businesses, and how you're creating new products for that. And then I'm really interested on the brand side of that, too, on how the, the Small Business Revolution show has enhanced that. Quick background here. I found the Small Business Re- Revolution television show on Hulu and just fell in love with it when uh, season one was on. So much so, and you can tell listeners more about this, but so much so that the businesses that you helped in Wabash, Indiana, my family and I made a road trip from Colorado out to to visit them and just say hi and get to know them because we, we love them so much. Uh, my my wife and two kids, we, we just all really enjoyed the show. And the difference that you are making in, in people's lives, the value that you are adding to your customer, these small businesses, how does that really fit into the strategy of, of Deluxe? Are you using it as a way to bring attention to this change in, in you know, emphasis on small businesses? Absolutely. We're trying to prove that you can do well as a company by doing good. We had a, a, a very specific business problem. The business problem was that people either hadn't heard of Deluxe or didn't know us for marketing services. Mm-hmm. And marketing services really is our growth area as a company. It's where we, we want people to know us for that. And so this is our answer to that. How could we change perceptions? But rather than just investing in an ad campaign that just kind of pushes noise at people and says, hey, you used to know this is a check company, but now we do marketing. Instead, could we actually do something to benefit that small business community? And if we were benefiting them, that would that would drive awareness. More people would be aware of Deluxe. But on our way to doing that, we could help those very small businesses. So this actually started in 2015, which was our the year our hundredth anniversary. Hmm which is a notable achievement for any company. But you usually uh-huh. have the luxury of talking about your past as much as your future when you're a 100-year-old company. You're usually in the exact same business. And checks are still an important part of our business, but we needed to use our anniversary to talk about where we were headed as a company. Uh-huh. And so um, we, we thought could we start a movement? Could we get more people to support the small businesses in their communities 
by, by telling the stories of real small business owners, you know, you attest to it in, in Wabash, when you go in and, and you meet that restaurant owner or you meet that person who runs a retail shop, um, you want to support them. You see that it's not just a transaction. You're helping them put braces on their kids' teeth. You're helping them be an active part of their community. Small businesses, when you support them, you're helping keep that dollar local in a whole different way. And so we felt like by storytelling, by telling the stories of these small business owners through films and photo essays, we could kind of incite this movement to draw attention to the importance of supporting small businesses within your community. And so in year one, that's how it started. We were going across the country telling a hundred stories in our hundredth year. And we also issued a longer form documentary that really told the point of view story of how important small businesses are to our economy to our local cultures, to our neighborhoods, to our community, and to our country. Mm-hmm. That's a good tie. And I, that, I'm curious how this led up to you know, how, how the strategy kind of evolved. So that makes sense that, you know, let's explore the stories of 100 businesses, you know, for a 100-year anniversary. So I, I can see a product manager, a brand manager saying, you know, this would be a really good activity for us to highlight our, our, our capabilities. Uh, how did that move into, okay, now we've done these 100 stories of businesses what what could we do next? You know, well, in year one, we really even we didn't really even um, show off our marketing services. We just really wanted people. We just wanted to get the name Deluxe in the small business community, and we genuinely wanted to honor them mm-hmm. in our hundredth anniversary. Rather than doing something about us, let's do it about the people who have made us successful for a hundred years. But one of the things we noticed when we were going across the country telling these stories is that nowhere are small businesses struggling more than in small towns. They really are struggling to compete with big box retailers, national restaurant chains. There's a lot of competition and these mom and pop shops are having to close and it was breaking our hearts. And so we were, we were seeing this across the country. Mm-hmm. And so um, the small business revolution year one was so successful. Um, thousands of stories were written about it. We had um, billions of impressions. People were talking about it. They were sharing it. This movement was picking up. So we knew we wanted to keep going down this path. Mm-hmm. But rather than tell 101 stories in year two, we thought, how, how else could we attack this problem or um, keep this m- movement going of getting people to support small businesses? And we felt like, what if we helped prove this thesis that if you help revitalize a small town through its small business core, that the town itself will thrive? Could we kind of continue to evolve that movement and even if we just do it in one town, could that inspire other towns to follow suit mm. and to support their small businesses? And so we said, you know, we've got to do something about this, about uh, these businesses struggling in smaller communities. So we issued a contest where people could nominate their favorite small town and Deluxe would invest half a million dollars in revitalizing one town's main street. And we knew that might mean benches or new light posts or infrastructure for their business community. But we also knew it would mean working with um, some of the businesses in town that were core to making that town different and unique. Because again, the thesis we were trying to test is if your small business core is, is solid, can your town thrive on behalf of that? And so that's how it evolved in, into a show. We thought, let's film this transformation so other towns can be inspired by it. Um, let's uh, use it as an educational tool to small businesses. If they watch these makeovers that we do with the small businesses within the town, you most business owners have told us that they're taking notes the whole time. You know, they're entertained, but they're also learning about some of the things we advise the businesses on. And so that's how it evolved into a show. You know, with my product manager kind of perspective on life, right? You know, how, how do we find problems customers have and add value to them? 
The show really is inspiring. I, I like that you use that word, that it is providing education, but it's connecting, at least with me personally, I think with lots of others too, um, in a way that it, it paints the change that's taking place in these people's lives. And that's the, you know, a lot of us get into product management for the same reason. We, we want to create value for a customer and really help them solve some problem. And through the show and through the advice that is given to the small business owners, you're really making a change, a transformation in their business and in their outlook and in the hope they have for the future. Because some of these businesses, and as we've, we, yeah, I had the personal opportunity to talk with some of them, it really changed a trajectory in what their future business is like. It made a big difference. Yeah, and we're so honored by that. You know, in, in the show, each season is eight episodes, and um, the first and, and the last episode are really about the town and what we did for the town and, and the momentum that they felt. But episodes two through seven are about an individual business. And we really go in and we help them think through their business strategy, their marketing um, and what we, what we found was that they were struggling with the same thing that we saw, we see in businesses across the country. I mean, Deluxe works with four and a half million small businesses. So, so we're very familiar with the struggles of small businesses, mm-hmm. but the most common problems are that they don't really know their numbers very well. Right. And they really don't know how to market themselves. <clears throat> so, and so for us, this is a perfect way for Deluxe to be a part of that transformation story. We, we can get the message out that Deluxe Health with marketing, but we're genuinely helping someone with their marketing as that character we play in the show. And you couldn't do a makeover for a small business and not help them with their marketing. Like I said, it's one of the top two problems that they struggle with. And part of what we're trying to do through the show too, is just affirm other business owners that they're not alone. Right. That other businesses are struggling with these same things because most people start a business because they have an idea or a passion or a specific skill set. They're very good at baking or they really love mm-hmm. cutting hair. Um, they very rarely do you find a business owner that says, I just could not wait to figure out what my dashboard of sales should be for the first year. <laughs> or I couldn't figure out, I can't wait to figure out how I was going to manage inventory or uh, hire and fire employees. None of those things show up on the radar right. why you start business, but they're as essential to the success of your business as that expertise is that drove you to start it to begin with. And so we like helping them round out the business side, mm-hmm. the marketing side, so that they can live their passion and the reason they started it to begin with. And what a great resource on multiple levels, right? So, you know, certainly there's the, a business reason, right, for Deluxe to go down this path, right? Honor small businesses originally, that tied into your 100th anniversary. In the process, though, you're doing what product managers love doing, which is talk to customers and get insights into what their real problem is, right? And you heard patterns along the way, repeated issues they run into and how they think about things that could lead to refinements in the products you deliver and new products and opportunities provide more value to them. And it just goes back and forth, right? It's both your research opportunity. It's also a marketing opportunity. And you're actually making a real difference, right? There's nothing phony or fake about this. The thing that impressed me again when we were visiting the small businesses in Wabash that you had helped is uh, to every person we talked to, they said how sincere and genuine you and your co-host were. And they still, some of them said, you know, I can still send an email and get help when I have a question, mm-hmm. right? And that's making a real difference. Thank you. And the, the, the product insight piece is, um, has been an, an interesting kind of, 
uh, side effect of this that is actually becoming very important. So our product mm-hmm. teams pay close attention to what we're hearing. We have all sorts of tools in place to keep track of what small businesses are struggling with and, and things like that that inform the product development cycle. But this is like, this is the kind of qualitative <laughs> insight that you just can't get out of a focus group. This right. is, in these, we are in their businesses. We are, um, we are standing alongside their kids. We are, we're right there. And so the product team has been paying very close attention specifically to, you know, through the small business revolution, that process of it's hard for a business to know what they don't know. Um, uh, they don't know that they don't know how to reach new customers mm-hmm. or that the way they're doing social media isn't quite right or that they have an opportunity to present their brand in a different way. And so the product team has been gleaning really rich insights into how people interact with our marketing products and services as a result of some of the conversations we've had, not only in Wabash, but um, this year, as we we're nearing it down to the, um, the final business, we did a series of marketing seminars in some of these towns, and, and those have gleaned really interesting insights as well. I'm just curious how this strategy kind of evolved, right? Was there the, that master plan that said, well, this is going to be a great way for us to actually, you know, provide value to customers. We're also going to create this great research base that we can learn more from the customers we want to serve. And it's going to improve the brand image of our company along the way, right? There, there's all these synergies. Or was it more, you know, maybe stumble is not the right word, but was it more happy coincidences that you kind of fell into it? Wow, these things really work well together. I think that I think it's a little bit of both. So, so when I first outlined the plan, it was um, in year one, we're just going to associate the name Deluxe with small business. We're going to do mm-hmm. something good for that community. I'm very rooted in brands need to have a purpose. They mm-hmm. need to be authentic about it. It's not just a, a nice commercial that tells a story. It's we genuinely moved advertising dollars into the bucket of helping people. Like we, we move those over. And so you have to kind of put your money where your mouth is if you're really going to live your brand purpose. So year one was really about authentically and genuinely doing that. Mm-hmm. And then in year two, I wanted to round this corner where we then introduced our marketing services and we knew it would be something, some sort of a, a still a video documentary platform. Um, but the fact that it was focused on small towns did really come out of our visits across the country. So while we knew that the that format would be like that, we didn't know exactly what the concept of the show would be um, or exactly how the episodes would, would come together. And that just kind of came out naturally. And I think that's why it works so well is because we had enough of a, a leading strategy to know where we were headed and what we wanted to accomplish each year, mm-hmm. but enough of leaning back to see what, what was the marketplace telling us and what do small businesses need and what is this country really struggling with as it relates to small businesses. And so there's a little bit of both. There was a, there's mm-hmm. a master strategy. Um, I knew where we were headed. Um, but, uh, you know, even this year we're evolving it even more and starting to add a whole different suite of resources around the show. So after you watch an episode about the barbershop, you can go on in and deep dive into some of the specific things we helped them with in the show, but in a more case study format, more mm-hmm. rich, um, content that sits below the episode. So each year we're, we're making it richer and more robust. 
And adding those tools are wonderful for you know us as viewers and the other small businesses that are learning through the show by watching the episodes to be able to dive deeper, right? And mm-hmm. and that was one of the things I was curious about. Uh, you know, so th- through watching the show, I I felt uh, some kind of personal connection, right, just as a viewer with these small businesses because I I love their story so much and I love seeing small businesses transform. You know, any business transform uh, to really improve value that they offer their customers. But I, I wanted to go hear a little bit more about the backstories, right, and and what that whole experience was like, and it was just delightful. You found for at least season one, you found a perfect co-host to do this with, and so that's Robert Hertzvak, who most people recognize as the shark that everyone likes on Shark Tank, right? So <laughs> he's always known as the nice shark, but the nice shark, exactly. Yeah, and like I mentioned before, same thing. The everyone I talked to said both you and him were just so genuine and and real and felt like really concerned about their businesses and, and helping them, right? How, how did that come about when you're putting this strategy and plan together and thinking about how do we actually do the episodes? What did you consider in terms of, you know, do we need a co-host? Who should that co-host be? How does it, this come off? So uh, in year one, when we were doing the 100 stories and the longer form documentary, one of the things we knew we wanted in the documentary, and a great documentary has a number of experts in it. So mm-hmm. we actually <clears throat> had the small business administrator, um, the SBA's um, administrator. We had a Harvard business professor on, on uh, uh, economics. We had the a head of SCORE, all these resources within the small business space, but we knew we needed like a heavy hitter. And Shark Tank just resonates with entrepreneurs for sure, but mm-hmm. even people who are kind of uh, hopeful entrepreneurs. One right. day they want start a company. And so we knew Shark Tank would be a great one. And Robert was the natural pick. We went directly after him because... Um, we just felt like his brand and, and his kind of um, uh, version of, of being a self-made man is, is very relatable and he's tough on people, but nice to them. You know, he's not, uh, he, he just really aligned with the deluxe brand. Mm-hmm. So we approached him about being a part of the documentary in year one and in working with him. And he said, well, tell me more about this, this whole movement um, beyond the documentary. And as I was telling him about what we were trying to do and get more people to support small businesses and tell these stories, he just couldn't believe that a big brand was redirecting ad dollars to genuinely doing something good for the community that they serve in this authentic of a way. Right. Um, brands have done storytelling, but this was, this was literally trying to help. And he's that he's, I gotta be more, I gotta be a part of more of this. This is really cool. Uh-huh. Um, and so he started joining me on media tours to promote the small business revolution and to build the momentum And his celebrity status truly has um, helped us and has opened doors. And I think given the whole movement, a lot of credibility. Uh-huh. And so when we, when we knew we were going to involve into a show, he was a pretty natural, um, uh, uh, choice in terms of being a co-host. We just felt like the structure would work better, kind of having someone on the marketing side, someone on the business side, let's attack this business together. Right. And uh, so he was a, a pretty natural choice and he was all, he was all game. So, and he's in, he's in season two as well. And awesome. Um, we're talking about season three. So good. And so as we're talking right now, we're recording this a little bit before season two comes out. So I have not had the pleasure of seeing the insights yet, you know, in the first episode or two there. Listeners, every innovators, you will have the pleasure of being able to go view this right now because the when you are listening, the first two episodes are already published on this. And so Wabash, Indiana was you gave America the opportunity to vote for the city to go help, right? And um I think I forget what the final number was. I, I know when I voted for season two, there were five cities at that point that I voted, right? And so I cast my vote for which city. And you're headed to Bristol Burl, Pennsylvania for season two, right? 
So season one, we had 10,000 nominations mm-hmm. and about 180,000 votes to determine that Wabash was the winner. And okay. I go back in time to give you perspective for them this year. This year, we had over 14,000 nominations of small towns, and we had a million votes to determine that Bristolboro, Pennsylvania was the winner. And they won by a narrow margin. It was quite a heated competition right until the end. And <clears throat> it was just so fun to see the year-over-year momentum mm-hmm. and tension. And people being invested in this. And uh, the voters were not just from these five towns. They were from all across the country. So it's fun to see people mm-hmm. rooting for the different towns. Um, and so uh, when we, uh, at the launch of, of season two, um, uh, the first two episodes launched on September 28th, we also opened up nominations for season three. So you or your listeners can go to smallbusinessrevolution.org today and through October 19th, nominate uh, their favorite small town to potentially be where we head for season three. Excellent. And for season two, so my, my wife and two kids, we all four of us had our laptops out and we all made our own votes, right? So we, we participated in this. And now we're trying to figure out how we're going to plan our summer trip next summer to go visit Bistroboro, <laughs> um, which is farther away from Colorado than Wabash was. So we're, we're hoping you can, uh, uh, America is listening. <laughs> For when it comes to season three, let, let's vote for someone in the Midwest to west part of the United States. That would be great. <laughs> but it was lots of fun just to read the profiles and, you know, as a family to kind of vote. And uh, I think the show is doing lots of things. It's helping small businesses it, from a product management perspective. It's giving insights into how do we investigate real problems that customers are having and then solve those problems for them, right? Whether they be small businesses or any other kind of customer. And I really encourage everyday innovators to check this out, the smallbusinessrevolution.com. I, I got the URL right, right? Uh, smallbusinessrevolution.org. Dot org, thank you. Uh, org, org is important. It's a movement. It org. is, it is. Smallbusinessrevolution.org. <laughs> and you've said a few times, you know, that, that Deluxe, you, you've moved to a strategy of doing good. And we hear that a lot, right? You know, this, you know, greenwashing is one term that's used for, you know, organizations that say, hey, we're going to adopt sustainable or green practices. And they're really just putting the, the changing the paint, right, so to speak, and making themselves look good in some kind of marketing sense. But you kind of wonder, are they really doing good or not? And thankfully, there's more organizations coming along that are. In your case, you know, having, it, it came through in those episodes that this was genuine, and then having that additional experience of interacting with the, the people in Wabash and everyone be, you know, sharing how this actually is a genuine position of Deluxe, it has made me a huge fan of Deluxe. And when I run into small businesses that say, man, I, I just really need some help with marketing, you know, a year ago, I would never have even thought about mentioning Deluxe. Now you're at top of the list. And there's all these good synergies that are happening through this. You know, you're helping others. You're helping your brand. You're learning so much. This is perfect market research for what you do next. I would think you have to be pleased with the direction this is going. What are your thoughts on that? We absolutely are. We're very proud of it. We're very proud of the fact that it is a a Uh win-win-win. Even when we look at kind of the media attention it's gotten as a PR professional, we're very concerned about, you know, kind of how many people are we reaching with this? And there are those those measures that we're, we're putting on it. But the wonderful thing is that of the, you know, 2000 plus stories that have been written about it while it talked about deluxe and why we were doing it. It talked about 
the why we're doing it. And it's because small huh. businesses are so important to our communities. So that's maybe 2000 more stories than would have been written about how important small businesses are. So right. like, even at every turn, when it's good for us, it's good for small businesses. When it's good for small businesses, they associate it with that. I mean, it's just, yeah, I just, this is probably what I speak on the most now is how can companies do well by doing good. And to mm-hmm. your point, it's not just, a, a nice commercial that says you're doing good or that you care. It's a, it's a genuine program where you're, you are dedicating real dollars to somehow making a difference and making your customers' lives and livelihoods better. Right. And I know as, as product developers, you're always concerned about that. How can I make something faster, more fit, you know, more efficient? How can I mm-hmm. improve people's lives through this product or innovation? And I feel like uh, I feel like there's a lot of synergies there. Absolutely, we all love a good hero story, right? You know, who doesn't yeah. <laughs> love Star Wars and seeing Luke Skywalker progress, right, and, and become the hero of the story? And and you have made your customer the hero, and you've put that story out in real story form through these episodes, and, and everyone loves to get around that. I, I was just fascinated in so many dimensions, you know, just helping the customer and seeing how this is evolving to help Deluxe as a company, also, and incredible synergies. For people that aren't familiar, hopefully everyone's now listening has gone out and checked out smallbusinessrevolution.org, and the first couple episodes will be out. Can you just give a, a quick summary of what to expect in those episodes? What what will we be seeing? Yes. Yeah, so the the each season we go into a different small town and we help revitalize the community um, as a whole as well as the small business core. Um, so in the episodes you can this season we work with a barber shop, a boxing gym, a really great uh, women's clothing boutique, um, and it's really about. Um, helping uh, the town as a whole come together through its small businesses. So mm-hmm. as you watch an individual episode, if you're a business owner, um, you'll glean a lot of insights as to how we helped improve that specific business. But you'll also be entertained and inspired by these people's stories. These are um, it, It's a really great blend of documentary filmmaking and, and reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the two things are coming together in a really beautiful way. So these are real stories, but they're, they're shot in such a beautiful and authentic way. Um, and people can watch uh, season one now. It's out on Hulu and streams online on our website at uh-huh. smallbusinessrevolution.org. It's very easy to watch um, season one on our website. Um, we actually uh, uh, released a Back to Wabash episode two um, as well um, a few weeks ago. So for people to catch up on how is Wabash doing a year later. And then um, episodes one and two are on smallbusinessrevolution.org and Hulu of season two, and then we're going to be releasing one every Thursday uh, through early November. Awesome. I'm looking forward to going through all of it myself again, and hopefully through video making new friends that I will see next uh, summer, if we can figure out how to get that with Pennsylvania. Well, there are a lot of things to do around. That, that's uh, been a big difference this year. So mm. Wabash, Indiana is kind of in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's, it's two hours from any major city. Right. Um, it, it's surrounded by farmland. Uh, it, that was a very specific trek you made. Um, first of all, it's kind of, it's different. Any, any, uh, if you drive 15, 30 minutes any direction, I mean, you're, um, uh, Philly's nearby, Philly's only mm-hmm. 30 minutes away. New York is close. New Jersey is close. And so, uh, you're kind of in this more highly, uh, highly, um, it's, it's a dense, um, part mm-hmm. of the, of the country. So not only from a visitor perspective, well, you have lots of things to do, but it presented different challenges. It meant competition looked different there um, and how we got people to come into the downtown. 
Yeah, my, my family, we love, we're a little bit quirky this way, probably because of me. Uh, we love factory tours. So taking the kids to just see how things are made. Yeah. Um, and we love visiting the national park systems uh, system and, and historical sites. So I think I can probably sell this in terms of the, the family yeah. value because there is a lot. lots of both of those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot more to do out there. So that's wonderful. Also for listeners that want to find out, what is Deluxe doing to help small businesses and what kind of resources can they find? A lot of product managers, you know, my, my audience is across the board. A lot of us are a medium to large companies, but many of us are doing something on the side, right? We, we aspire to this entrepreneurial kind of spirit often. And at some point, they're going to need marketing resources, and they they know others involved in small businesses that need such resources. What's the best way to find out about the the tools that you you provide? Yeah, just go to deluxe.com. Um, so right there on our homepage, you can link through to our different products and services. You can um, view different resources as well. You know, we have opportunities for people to jump right in and get started with a logo or a website or ordering business cards. But we also have lots of resources about how you should think through using those tools as mm-hmm. well. And uh, so, yeah, deluxe.com. Deluxe.com. Excellent. And smallbusinessrevolution.org. And as listeners know, I love a good innovation quote. I always ask guests to bring an innovation quote and share one and tell us why why that one stands out to you. So, what do you have for us? I, I love this one from Steve Jobs. So, we are here to put a dent in the universe. Otherwise, why are we even here? I would say that fits you really well, too, with what you have done with Deluxe and, and impacting small businesses through Small Business Revolution. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I mean, I I feel so blessed that um, I'm in a corporate marketing role, um, but we are genuinely helping people. And, and I am encouraged that more people, I think, uh, can find that intersection through their work. Mm-hmm. You, know, you want to feel like not only are you working for a company that has the right heart, but that your daily work matters to someone. And that's been another really fun part about the small business revolution is um, watching uh, the average employee who has been helping small businesses all this time it's brought it into focus for them. Like, ah, that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. This is the difference it makes. We're not just um, producing logos. A new logo makes this real person feel like their business is a real thing and it makes them more successful. And, and you can see it all the way down. You can see the effects. Everyone at Deluxe has always been passionate about small businesses, but this has just taken us all to a different level of inspiration. So that's another ancillary benefit of doing a, some, a program like this is that it can help um, bring the purpose of your company into focus mm-hmm. for your yeah, it's inspiring, not only for me as a viewer, for the people you help, the companies involved, the small businesses involved, and so incredibly motivating for you as an organization, right? The people, you know, I, I don't know what it was like a few years ago, no insights in that at all, but I would think today people are waking up excited to go to work because they're getting to make a difference. Yeah, I, it, it's fun when, when employees that have been there for 30 years say, this is the most proud I've ever been to be here. And they've been proud plenty in the past because Deluxe um, has been a great employer to many people for a yeah. long time. Uh, so it, it is it does make us feel great. And I'm very proud to work for a company that, again, is putting its money where its mouth is and truly trying to help the people, you know, the, the very community that we serve yeah. beyond just selling. Let's genuinely do something good for them. Yeah, and it is genuine. Thank you for sharing the quote. Steve Jobs has several of them, uh, but this one is particularly (laughs) fitting. He was a quote machine. Yes, he was. He's been (laughs) highly quoted too. But this one's particularly useful for what we're talking about. It just fits so well. You know, put a dent in the universe and make a difference. 
So thank you so much. I want to just encourage everyday innovators one more time. If you've never heard of the small business revolution, please check it out. You can watch the episodes on Hulu or uh, smallbusinessrevolution.org. Catch up on season one, Wabash, Indiana. See the friends that I met when I went out there. And uh, together we'll be watching season two, which uh, just started as we are listening to this with the first two episodes out now. Amanda, I thank you so much for doing this, not just the interview, but doing your work with the Small Business Revolution and taking time to tell us about it. Thank you. And I'd love to connect with your listeners as well. So across the social platforms, I'm at Amanda K. Brinkman. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. So Amanda K. Brinkman. Excellent. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you found that inspiring and insightful. All that can be accomplished by one product to reshape a brand creating a market research platform in the process, and reaching your ideal customer. Please share the story with other product managers and innovators. I make that easy. Just go to the show notes, which are at theeverydayinnovator.com slash 144, where you'll find the summary of the discussion with Amanda and those all-important links at the top of the page to make it easy for you to share it on your favorite social media sites. I appreciate you taking a minute to do that. Again, please go to theeverydayinnovator.com slash 144. Keep innovating. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Innovator, which teaches product managers to become product masters. For more resources, please visit our blog at theeverydayinnovator.com.